0: This story is a tribute to my sister Ruth, who we recently discover is losing part of her memory. So I wanted to remind Ruth of a couple things that played an important role in my uh, in my growing up, and they relate directly to her. One was that when I was 12 years old, Ruth encouraged me to join the swim team at the Jewish Community Center with uh, Dick Rosenthal as the coach, and uh, Izzy Kleinbart is one of the lifeguards. Uh, and I swam with Mike Bernstein, a good friend still, and Erwin Faternick, people like that. And uh, I remember that uh, I, was, uh, I was just a little scrunker, man, I was like 12 years old, and you know, swimming across the pool with my nose plugs on uh, was something that you know gave me great pleasure. I worked really hard at it. And a matter of fact, I wore those nose plugs uh, all the way from 12 till I was about uh, 17. At 17, the embarrassment of wearing nose plugs eventually got to me, and I stopped wearing them, and I learned how to blow water out of my nose when I swam, but it turned out that there was another swimmer when I was 17, 18 years old who wore nose plugs, and he was fast. His name was Bruce Wright, and uh, his father us been a dentist because he wore braces, and I could have sworn they tightened those braces just before he got up onto the starting block. And this guy was like lightning; he was an animal in the water, and he broke all the records that uh, in every pool he swam in, he broke all the broke all the pool records. Uh, anyways, but he wore nose plugs, and that's when I realized whether you wear nose plugs or don't wear nose plugs that. Uh, it depends how you swim. Uh, that's what counts. Anyways, so Ruth encouraged me to join the swim team, and for the next seven years, I dedicated a lot of my life to swimming, thanks to Ruth. She also encouraged me to uh, to get junior life-saving status as well as senior life-saving status as well as... Um, what's called WSI, swimming water, sw- water swimming instructor, um, which uh, I used a lot of years to teach swimming. Um, beside that, when we got older and Ruth was able to drive, Ruth and I used to split uh, season tickets to the Detroit Symphony on Saturday night. We used to drive down there and see the concert. Of course, we had a preview of the concert because my parents had seen it on Thursday night, and they would tell us, oh, what a wonderful concert, and you're really going to enjoy it. And so when Ruth and I drove down Saturday night, and we always found some obscure place to park the car, and we were very fortunate it never got ticketed or towed away because it was never in a parking lot. Uh, Anyways, we took our seats in the in the very last row in the balcony uh, so that we could lean our heads against the wall and put our feet up on the chairs in front of us and enjoy the music. And we would always look real carefully down at the front ten rows or so to see which seats were open so at the intermission we could move down and hopefully you know, have great seats for the soloists, which probably more often than not was in the second half of the program. I remember one time that Ruth and I uh, which wasn't uncommon, we would try to go backstage to see the artist, you know, if there was a visiting artist, and we would go backstage, and first we'd go wait, you know, down at the stage and tell the usher down there that we wanted to see, you know, whoever the or- artist was. In this case, for example, it was Isaac Stern. And we told him that uh, we'd like to go back and see Mr. Stern, and he would go back, and he'd check, and he'd come back out, and he says, okay, follow me, and we'd actually get to go backstage, and go to the dressing room, and there he'd be putting his Stradivarius back in the box. Uh, there would be Isaac Stern. And I remember a conversation I had with him uh, where I told him that I really enjoyed the performance, but there were a couple places that he didn't sound exactly like the recording that I'd been listening to. And he explained to me that that, that was, you know, it, it commonly that when you get a live performance, it doesn't sound as, you know, Exactly like the recording, because the recording, you just do it over and over again until you have it like you like it. But the live performances, you know, that's how they come out. So he asked me, you know, do I play the violin? and i said no i don't play the violin he says well what what instruments do you play and i told him i don't play any instruments i sit in the audience and i listen and he said well that's a very important uh, role that you play and i i thanked him for that and uh, that was my conversation with isaac stern the famous international violinist anyways so those are two examples of things that ruth and i did together uh it was you know very meaningful and played a big role in my childhood oh incidentally after we finished with the symphony Ruth and I used to drive out highway 75 all the way out to the east side of Detroit, where Sheldon, our oldest brother, uh, had a Zucchin's rib shack, and Sheldon would make us up individual pizzas and we'd able we would sit in the back and we 'd you know, drink all the soda that we wanted and we'd, Sheldon would make us pizzas he would try to get us to eat some of the frog legs, but i don 't think we ever went for the frog leg the fried frog legs uh, anyways that 's a great memory that Ruth and I share of uh, you know swimming together at the JCC and uh, the symphony on Saturday night with uh, the Detroit Symphony Orchestra and, of course, uh, all the pizza that we could eat at Sheldon's uh, franchise of Zucken's Rib Shack, uh, late Saturday night, 11 o'clock Saturday night, out at Sheldon's Zucken's Rib Shack. Anyways, that's the story. I hope Ruth remembers it very well, as much as I do. That's it. Great. Have a great day.